1963, Fidel Castro suggested he needed a new tropical soft drink to have before his speeches, because the ones he was having at the time made him fall over randomly. He got in touch with my father, Lionel Lilt, who got to work right away after having many pints. An inventive man who kept his pants in disinfectant, he decided to call his new drink Lilt, after his own surname, and The Lilt which is what he calls the gap between your hoop and your bollocks. The initial recipe for Lilt proved to be toxic to humans and resulted in instant death. Years later, he corrected the recipe by removing the moon rocks and making a deal with Satan. The familiar tropical flavour comes of course from the compressed souls of puppies that died at sea, stepped on by the feet of a virgin. The drink's popularity has grown to where it is now just outside of the top 10 soft drinks in Ireland, ahead of Sidona, but still behind Rock Shandy. In the past, Lilt was advertised as a tropical drink, featuring happy characters on a sunny beach, but has now adopted a new campaign, featuring the saddest man imaginable. In his pants, alone again, the sad bastard. Well, he's here tonight. The Lilt Man Cometh. Here's Canary in a Comedy Goldmine with Ger Staunton and Martin Angolo. I heard you on the wireless back in 52 Lying awake intently tuning in on you If I was young it didn't stop you coming through Oh, oh they took the credit for your second symphony Rewritten by machine on new technology And now I understand the problems you can see Oh, oh I met your children Oh, oh Jesus. What did you tell them? Oh What the fuck was that? What do you mean, what was that? I'm trying to start the fucking podcast and you didn't do it upbeat enough You meant to be the back in line But you, why'd you ask me to do it? You know what I do Hello and welcome to Canary in a Comedy Goldmine. How's it going, Jer? Yeah, it's going alright. It's been a week. Do you have any uh, news? Anything you've been up to? Uh, no, not really. Not much happening. <sighs> Nothing. Like, you didn't even prepare anything for this, though. No, you're the one who prepares for this. Okay, well, ask me what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Well, I'll tell you this. I woke up this morning and I scraped my leg on a piece of metal coil that was poking out of the mattress. Yeah. Ah, the first signs of spring. Oh, fucking hell. Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. It's a decent gag, that, isn't it? We're five minutes into it now. <laughs> well, we've got more gags. The gags keep coming. All right, go on. So, um, you have a gag. Do I really? Yeah. If you like the first one, you'll love this one. Okay. First bullet point there. I have a true... Oh, right. A friend of mine is struggling with his addiction to damaging religious garments. Is he? He is, yeah. He's still trying to kick the habit. Not bad, huh? It is. <laughs> okay, do the next one. The next one's a good one. And camp it up a bit. Comedian Colm O'Regan was on the Two Johnnies podcast this week. Oh, really? Yeah. The last time I was on Two Johnnies, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up with an arse like a cat flap. What? Okay, okay. Here, last week we did a. I got you to do a controversial joke, something a bit, like, yeah, a bit more steamy. Can't remember, but go on. 
Well, I'll, I'll do I'll do a controversial joke to All be right. a bit more hard hitting, right? All right. So I was walking down the road with Jer Stoughton the other day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the start of the joke. Yeah. When two, uh, we were stopped by two police officers. Yeah. Uh, the one of the officers said, "We're looking for two child molesters." Right. Then Jer Stoughton says, "All right, we'll do it." <laughs> It's an alright gag. It's an alright gag, isn't it? Yeah. It's in a joke book. I don't know why it said Jerry Stoughton in it, but... Neither do I. Here. Oh, there's... Did you hear, did you hear that rumbling? That's the rumbling. <laughs> there's a rumbling from your chimney. <laughs> Look, rumbling? you don't want the pointless story like they do on the, all the other podcasts. There's something rumbling in your chimney. It might be Gary. Oh, right? Oh, fucking hell, it's not. It is, though. There's a rumble. It's coming down the chimney now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear it? I don't have a fire. Can you hear it coming through your chimney now? Oh, hang on, let's find it. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jer. Hey. Hey, Gary. Uh, say hi to Gary, Jer. Hey, Gary. Why why you use the chimney, Gary? <laughs> He's like Santa. Fucking hell. Nice to see you, Gary. So, uh, hey, I, I bet with all this corona stuff, I bet, you're miss, I bet you miss doing all the work you do welcoming people into the country. You don't get to do that. Yeah. yeah, I do be doing that, so I do with a cheeky smile and a fucking wink. I miss my other job too, though, Martin. <laughs> I also run my own pub, so I do. Oh, I didn't know you had a pub. I'll, I'll be there for a Guinness, and we might have a, get a story out for this podcast. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't even come in yet, Martin. They say I get the best head in all of Ireland. Right, well. It's very, very camp. Yeah. I'll, I'll book him whenever you're open, I suppose. That's oh, me again. Oh, it's Gary. <laughs> it's Gary. <laughs> Gary's right this week there, Jerry. Don't interrupt. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Go on. You're all right, Jerry. I'm already back open, Martin. <laughs> so you just need to book a fucking table. I had a lad pull out me the night, so I did. <laughs> so if you can... So if... <laughs> can, I, can I not do this anymore? <laughs> so if you want, you can fill my slot this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, <laughs> there's something going on here. But why are you so, he's so camp today. Yeah, you're never ever this ca- outright, ca- it's like a panto in here. What's it must on? be this bloody lockdown. <laughs> I haven't been the same lately. I can't even hurt any animals. Just <laughs> there, I was singing into the neighbor's hens before I stroked his cock. <laughs> help me. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary. Look, there's nothing we can do to help you. Uh, uh, you're great. I love taking it on the chin. Hey, <laughs> your chin. Fucking kill me, please. All right, Gary, you better go. Don't leave me this way. Well, that was Gary there. Yeah, it was indeed, wasn't it? <laughs> and he had a band outside the door as well. I don't know how that happened. Set up but, uh, now. Well, hey, look, here's something. Uh, things are starting to open up again. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah. And the people are starting. To, people are starting to date again. Are they? That's a big thing. People are going on dates. And now, with an update. On his dating profile, it's Cash Jack. Oh, a long time now, here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cash Jack here with an update on my online dating profile. They thought the world was ending, so the ladies are pretty desperate at this point in time. If you can't find yourself a chica at this point, then you have no fucking hope of not dying alone. Fear is a great motivator for the women. Yeah, my best years of action were following a famine, the death of Gaddafi, and of course, Chernobyl. 
Alexa, tell all the people about my new Tinder profile. The first thing that should catch your eye in Casual Jack's dating profile is the selfie he has taken inside of a gent's toilets. He's wearing a sleeveless leather overcoat with go faster flames on the side. His sunglasses are above his head and he appears to be extremely cockeyed. When I say cockeyed I mean that his eyes are facing inward and not that casual Jack has intentions to handle another man's shaft. Under occupation Jack has written, moneymaker. Not a business faker, my business cards are laminated so that they are not ruined in the event of an unexpected spillage. When I say unexpected spillage I'm talking about knocking over some coffee and not a premature ejaculation that mainly ends up on a woman's stomach. Underschooling Jack has written I studied at the University of Life baby. I also spent three years in IT's LIGO. His bio is charming but to the point, it reads as follows. Strap in. I'm going to take you on the ride of your life. I like my coffee hot, my politician's centrist and I'd like my ex-girlfriend tied up in a bag full of bricks and tossed in a canal. Deep down I'm a big pussycat. Last time I saw a beautiful woman it was on an old abandoned jungle canyon rope bridge. She walked towards me and honestly lads I didn't know whether to block her passage or toss myself off. Ha ha ha, that's the kind of banter you'll be in for with me. Let's get to know each other and before you know it I'll be making you my spag ball and then I'll absolutely hang out the back of you like a shit that word. Jack finishes his bio with three love hearts and an emoji that looks like a smug cunt. Jesus, she bangs on. <laughs> She's got a lot to say, doesn't she? a lot to say there, yeah. So, uh, with no live gigs now, it uh, must be hard for her. As a comedian, it must be hard oh, for you. Yeah, same for you, really. Yeah, but I, I've heard, <laughs> I'm so to you, I've heard you've now gotten into the acting game, because that's where they still work there. Oh, yeah, have you? No, you, you have. Yeah, have you heard that I, that I have? Yeah. yeah, I have heard that you have gotten into Where did you hear that? I from people. Uh, do you know uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge? No. She wrote the biggest comedy of the last while, Fleabag. You know Fleabag? Oh, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, but you don't know who Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, no? No. She wrote it? Yeah, okay. I like, just saw the show. Do you think women are funny or something? I just saw that. I thought it was a funny show. Do you think women are funny? Because you were saying earlier before we said Anyway, RT have decided to do their own version of Fleabag. Yeah. And they need someone to play the sexy priest. Yeah. And I heard you auditioned for it. Did I? Yeah, and I actually got a copy of the tape. How would you manage that? I know the director. Derek Black, the director. Yeah. And uh, let's have a gander. Fucking hell. Are you <laughs> editing again now? No. Well... Okay, next. You don't want to put a bit of oil on that door. <laughs> so, uh, hi, I'm Ger Staunton, and I'm here to audition for the part of the sexy priest. Hi, Akaija, in your own time. Okay. Sorry, I'm just a little bit nervous. No worries, Akaija. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm the priest. If you could all make your way to the front now and kneel down in front of me, stick your tongues out and prepare for the body of okay, Christ. Okay, let's, uh, let's stop there, Akara. Uh, what were you trying to do there? Well, I thought I was being sexy, like, you know, like a, like a sexy priest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you were more like an Iraqi prisoner of war. How do you feel about doing it without the beard? My beard is my life. Here, I'll do it sexier and maybe less Iraqi. 
Right. How are you, Fleabag? <laughs> I've mass in an hour, but we could grab a drink after if you want. I have to say, you've the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Here, is it hot in here? I'm sorry, Mr. Black, I'm just a little bit nervous. Like, do you have something to drink? Sure thing, Akara. There you are now. Relax and pick up from the scene where the sexy priest tells Fleabag he's chosen God over her. Oh, oh Christ, was that a Yazoo? I don't, I don't react well to Yazoo's. Shouldn't affect the acting though, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Fleabag, there's something I need to tell. <laughs> I've been thinking about us, and it was great. It, it really was. I, I don't think it was ever right. Ah, oh. You see, I'm always going to be a man of God. It's that I love you, I, I, but I just love God more. My religion means so, something to me and I can't throw it all away for something frivolous. Are you okay, Akarja? Oh, you know something? I feel like that snake that tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden just slithered out of my fucking hole. <laughs> so did I get the part? So, did you get it? I don't know. You never go back to me. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I was in bed for a few days after. That's true. That's Wasn't true. taking calls. <laughs> to avoid them yobs. <laughs> that's tough but I've, I've started to do my own um, my own scripts I think that's the way to get a role you know just write your own scripts anyway so I've, I've really? been working on my own stuff yeah yeah. Wow. I've wow. actually wanted to finish now so I'll probably well we've got just, an end song now to do you so. don't need an end song because we're like, like you're 14 minutes in well now. you don't need to work on your scripts if you're going to work on your scripts do it in the corner quietly we're going to end on a song you're not even involved no one wants to hear you sing anyway because of your fucking monotone voice I don't have a monotone voice that sounded, a bit, <laughs> that sounded very monotone. Right, I'll work on my script here. Right. And you do your Just whatever. be quiet. I'm going to do my song. It's a beautiful song. Okay. It's a bit of Elton John. Right, you won't even hear me. It's a little bit funny. This feeling inside. I'm not one of those who can easily hide I don't have much money but but if I what the fuck are you doing? I'm working on my script I'm working on my fucking song what why are you typing on a fucking typewriter? well that's how I type scripts that's you type everyone, a script on a fucking email th- mate this is how everyone types scripts <sighs> just do your song no you won't even hear me just you won't do even the hear so- you. okay fine oh I know Right, that's it. Fuck this. I'll see you next week, mate. Fuck you. <sighs> Fucking monotone voice. I can sing. You are a radio star. You are 